The Right Fit Podcast is brought to you by Rising Coaches Search and Consulting. If you are hiring and you need help identifying, vetting, and recruiting five to 10 finalists that fit the profile of your institution, then reach out to Rising Coaches. We have experience helping organizations hire ADs, head coaches, and assistant coaches in every sport, and even corporate positions. Our prices are designed to fit small college budgets. For more information, visit risingcoaches.com. Well, welcome everybody to The Right Fit, uh, where we ask ADs to pull back the curtain and give us some insight on their hiring practice. Um, I'm excited about today's show. Uh, we have a very special guest who, who I actually had the pleasure of working with uh, at Mississippi State, which seems like it was just like a year ago. It was, it was actually, I guess, like seven, eight years ago at this point. Um, but since 2017, uh, our guest has been the vice president and the director of athletics at Eastern Michigan, Scott Weatherby. Welcome, Scott. Thanks, Adam. Good, good to see you again and appreciate you having me on it. It doesn't seem like that long ago I was in Starkville and now it's almost been here four years. So it's been, been pretty crazy. I know it flies and you know, maroon's like a hard color to work into the wardrobe, but green, Green looks good. It's a good green, color. Green, yeah, it, it's been an interesting ride. I went from purple to maroon to green, so I've had to keep changing out my wardrobe. There you go. Your closet's probably like a rainbow at this yeah. point. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, let's let's dive right into it. Um, you know, obviously, Scott, um, sometimes coaches leave, sometimes they get a new job, but sometimes you have to make the hard decision to, to change course with your programs. How do you know when it's time to make that change? Um, well, you know, it's interesting because I'm, I think everybody's, um, different in their relationships, um, as athletic directors and, and we kind of all have the same end goal typically. Um, but for me, you know, I, have been one, I've been fortunate. I mean, I've only been in this position three and a half years, so I've not had uh, to make a basketball move or a football move. Um, but I have hired eight coaches, right. I've had to go through that process with a number of our sports. And so I'll kind of just, a lot of my answers will feed through what I've gone through uh, in that regard. But when it comes to a program, I, I'm one of those that like to take a holistic approach to it. It's not just wins and losses. It's not, um, you know, student athlete experience is really important to me. How are our students responding uh, to, a, to the coach or to the coaching staff? What's their experience like? What's the feedback we're getting? Um, you know, that that's certainly a part of it. Um, how are we doing academically? And, and, and where is the movement there? You know, we talk about here at Eastern Michigan building champions for life, right? And so it's not, you know, a lot of our kids, especially in basketball, they wanna go on to the next level. They wanna have that opportunity to compete at the next level. Um, but not all of them are gonna, and very few have come through our program and, and be able to take that next step. So we're trying to build them uh, to be champions in whatever field of study, you know, and want them to graduate. Are we graduating people? How often are people transferring? Um, so we kind of, we do three C's. We're, we're the classroom, we're in community service and then competition. And so, we look at all three of those areas and and really analyze it along with that student athlete experience. Um, and then you certainly have feedback from your staff, you know, how, how, how are they to work with, um, you know, and then what kind of energy level and then how long have they been there and what has been, how well do you support them? 
you know, sometimes people just don't do well because us as administrators don't have the financial backing to help them. So you got to take all of that into consideration when you're trying to make a decision. And I'm not a big believer of um, cutting in the middle of a season and, and um, you know, unless something extremes there, I like to sit down after a season and say, okay, you know, what do we need to work on? How are we going to get better? You know, what is the, what is the game plan? Um, and then kind of talk through it that way to uh, ultimately make a decision. To me, nobody's to be surprised, right? You should have the relationship with your coaches um, that um, you shouldn't really kind of have the rug pulled out from underneath you. Um, and so there should be usually open dialogue along the way of kind of where you're at, where the program's at. That's me personally. A lot of people don't do that. So it's just the type of relationship person I am. Um, I'm not saying my way is the right way. It's just who, who I am. And I kind of, one of those wear my heart on my sleeve uh, as well. So great. that's kind of what I would say. Well, yeah. looking at the whole, the whole picture. Oh, I love it. Um, Scott, what are the, like the immediate hours after a coach leaves look like for you? Are you uh, meeting with players? Are you talking to, you know, your, your senior staff? What, what's the first day look like? Yeah. And I think every, um, every situation again, could be unique. I, I remember, um, when I let a uh, soccer coach go at Mississippi state, you know, it's, it's, uh, you had a timeline, right? You've got, um, you know, you're going to have this conversation with this coach. You're going to talk to the staff next, you know, are you keeping people here? Are you letting them go as well? Are you, um, and then you're talking to the student athletes saying, you know, ultimately we've decided to make a change and that's really disappointing to some and some are actually really happy and there's that kind of in between and then you've got to talk, uh, talk them through it. Um, and so, and then to me, you're trying to get feedback. You, you want to know from your student athletes, um, you know, how can we make the experience better? What are you looking for in a coach? Um, you want to talk to uh, whether it's alumni that care about your program or um, some of your donors that you trust, or you're working side by side with your president um, to start to develop kind of what what is it going to be and what is this going to look like and what's our time frame. And um, I'm usually not somebody that likes to rush through things. You really want to do your homework, um, but you want to those immediate steps right after. I think you've got to get to our student athletes understand you're doing what you think is best for them and their and the program. Um, and then obviously have involvement with with campus as well. What about the like initial phase of the search itself? Like how are you researching candidates? Are you using a committee, a search firm, or are you just like Googling? <laughs> Googling yeah, no, it, it, it's interesting because I mean, um, again, so I've not had to go through this for from a from a big perspective, right? But you obviously have con contacts and connections throughout the, the industry. So you certainly lean on those and whether you're going to um, hire a football coach and you kind of lean on people that, you know, have the football side versus whether it's basketball and having those contacts, um, you know, I had to hire a baseball coach here. So I'm reaching out to people that I know in the baseball um, baseball world. And if you think you're going to make um, changes, you certainly um, would kind of start having a list, right? You're looking at, and you're looking at different buckets. And, and to me, are you looking for somebody that's, you know, a sitting head coach already, 
that would, you know, maybe want to make the, make the move up, you know, whether that's down a level, moving up a level or making a lateral or just a little bit more of an, uh, of an increase. Um, so that's kind of one bucket, you know, then you have your other bucket of, you know, you have your assistant coaches that who's looking to be the next up and comer, um, you know, and, and, uh, try to take you to the next level and who's prepared and ready to do that. And then you have, um, you know, your other group is, I don't want to call them retreads, but there's, you know, those that maybe have been a head coach have gotten out or have gone back to me an assistant, or maybe they've gone into TV or, you know, whatever consulting, whatever it may be. And so you're looking at those different, different angles. Um, and then for me, I would ask my staff in, in confidence to maybe help me with that. Right. You would, you would say, okay, you take, D2 head coaches and you look at them and you take the assistant coaches and, you know, get bios and let me know what you hear and, and things, but I'm not big on getting, getting ahead of the game because you guys all know each other. Right. And so you wouldn't, again, if I've not even had, you know, for, for my situations, for even my other sports, if I've not had conversations with my head coach about where we're at, I don't want him hearing from other people. I hear they're out researching, right? So that's that's not fair to him. That's not fair to your program. Um, so that's why I wait until the end of the season. So we'll, you know, those are the things that, you know, I can use my baseball example. I can use, I mean, even at my first hire here was gymnastics. I mean, you go through that process um, and, and you just work with your staff and then you just got to figure out who you keep close to the best with um, through that. And how can a coach get on your list, you know, your list, so to speak, of people that you kind of have in the back of your mind? Yeah. Um, you know, that's a really good question. Because <laughs> I, I think it's challenging because head, co head coaching hires are like athletic director hires. We're, we're in the same. So I'm no different than those that are on this um, that listening in, I, I'm in a position where, you know, there are times where I want to move up. Right. Or if I'm at Mississippi state as the number two to Scott Strickland or John Cohen, um, how do I get to be in the mix at Eastern Michigan? And you find your ways in your way in, depending on what connections you have, you know, and, and, you know, some people say may for in Eastern Michigan, they have Mac ties, right? So then they're using, that's what I used. I'm from Michigan. I went to Ball State. My internship was at Western Michigan. My dad still lives in Kalamazoo. I mean, I didn't tell Eastern Michigan that I hadn't been in the state in 20 years. I mean, my kids are from the South. They didn't know what snow looked like. You know, you don't tell them that, right? I'm just making those connections. So when I'm doing a cover letter, it's like, would love to be around my dad who's in his seventies, which it worked out perfect. I lost my dad last year. So I'm glad I was able to be up here. Um, but it's, it's those types of connections. And so um, I'm relationship driven when it comes to that. It's, you know, you connecting with somebody that's connected to um, that athletic director um, or that school um, and it's tough because, you know, I, I know there are probably people that know somebody that knows somebody that thinks they have an inside scoop or can get to it. And, uh, it gets challenging. 
Um, I don't deal with agents much, um, or at least I haven't because I have, again, I have not gone through basketball search and I haven't gone through um, a football search. And so, um, you know, if I ever cross that bridge and have to go down that path, I mean, it, it, some, some of this will be obviously new to me as only being an athletic director for three and a half years. So, um, so I'm not sure how to, you know, I try to weasel my way in on using my connections and, and doing that. And I mean, it doesn't hurt to reach out personally, you know, to, to people to, you know, express interest. Um, but I think if there's a process that somebody has used the process, you know, so if somebody does use a search firm, use the search firm, they're doing that on purpose. And some of that actually covers you. Um, you know, I give the example when, when the central Michigan athletic director job came open at the same time, Eastern Michigan did, I didn't go after the central Michigan job because it was going to be public. And I went through the Eastern Michigan one because they did a search firm and nobody would know that I was a part of that process because I worried about being always linked to all these openings and starting having like, man, Scott's really trying to get out of here or man, that guy's been up for every job and he can't get it. And then all of a sudden it's like, why is that not guy not getting jobs? There must be something there. And it's again at the end and we'll probably get into it is it's about fit and things. So I might not have been a good fit, but then my reputation is hurt if I don't get it. And then my employer's wondering if I have one foot out the door. And so I, you know, so go through the, use the process that each of those schools are, are using and some choose not to use firms and some, some do. Yeah. That kind of answers most of my next question is, you know, when a job does come open, I'm sure your phone's ringing off the hook. And do you like, you know, if, if you do have a connection, whether it's to you directly, me calling you directly, or whether it's to one of your boosters and me getting that booster to call you, or maybe I know Mike Krzyzewski and ask him to call you on my mm -hmm. behalf. Do you like that kind of stuff? Does that turn you off? Like what? You know, I, I think there, um, there can be too much, right? I, I think, um, again, so this is really, this is a, difficult because I'm, I'm not speaking your, your guys, the basketball language, right? Cause I don't have that. So I can only fall back on, on what I've, what I've dealt with. Um, and then just knowing kind of my process, if I believe in somebody and the Florida job comes open and I have a relationship with Scott Strickland, I'm going to call him and tell him who I think is good. Right. Or vice versa. You know, Scott's a, a trusted confidant. I'm going to call him and say, who, you know, I'm hearing so-and-so, what have you heard? Oh, you should talk to so-and-so. Um, Coach K calls me, I'm going to take the call, right? I mean, there are certain people you're, you're certainly going to take the call. And I'm an open book. And Adam, you, you've known me for, for a little bit that um, even in reaching out to me for this, I respond to everybody. And so I take the time to make sure, because all I want to do is treat somebody the way they would want to be treated. Um, but I also don't want to be bombarded. I remember when the baseball job was open, one guy wore me out and it was like, I, I'm, I know now that I could not work with that person because it's almost over the top. I mean, you don't, you have to pick and choose. Don't do a full court press, right? And all of a sudden you've got five or six, they're all hitting you everywhere because then it's like, man, is this, is this a little 
I mean, is this how challenging this person is going to be? Um, typically, the cream rises to the top pretty pretty quick, and you kind of know. And if you get the right connections to that, um, I've not ever used a search firm um, in any of my other hires. But again, we just don't have the financing to to do that. Um, I like the coverage that it gives because it can it, it can put a bigger net out there for you. Um, they can help with background, but they also protect you coaches, the coaches um, as well, because, um, you know, again, your name doesn't necessarily get out there. There are times when you want it to get out and there are times when you don't want it to get out. And I would caution that, you know, they at least can help vet and not make it so that it gets public. Um, and, and I think that's a, that's a, can be a good thing. Now there's a cost associated with that. And at a place at Eastern Michigan where I've had to cut three or four sports and financially where we're challenged at, at, a, at um, certain situations, then you know, you've got to have an alignment with your president and your board that we agree that it's worth the investment to pay a search firm, um, depending on who, who, who that is um, and what they offer or bring to the table. Um. Okay, let's dive into like what specifically you're looking for in your candidates. Yeah. Um, are, is, do you have any non-negotiables for for all your coaches, regardless of sport? Um, you know that's interesting. I I don't know if there's anything that's. Um, I'm just not a big gray area guy. Um, things are pretty cut and dry. So I, I'm not a risk taker when it comes to, you know, if there's been some skeletons and closets and um, I struggle a little bit with that because we're at a institution of higher learning that we're here to educate kids. And a lot of Eastern Michigan's kids are second chances, right? We're trying to allow and give them an opportunity that maybe they made that. Um, but I struggle with that on the coaching side of, you know, if, if there's anything um, kind of done wrong. And so I have, I kind of have a list of things that I check off. And my very first one is integrity. Um, and so I, you know, you've got to have great character integrity to be around. And I want people that are, you know, team players that are role models that are honest, um, can make that moral decision. Um, and then represent the university, right? This is a high profile, if it's basketball, it's a whole high profile position that, you know, front page of the paper really quickly. And um, so you got to know. So my first one is integrity and great character. Um, I talked about building champions for life. Well, I want coaches for life. I want those that have committed to the coaching field that um, are, are coaching life lessons to our student athletes. Um, they want to develop our student athletes um, academically, athletically, and then again, I'm a big community service guy, and so I want I want somebody to to do all those. You got to have great work ethic, right? You I are especially at an institution like Eastern Michigan, where the head coach, um, you know, I ran music at our basketball games this year. I've run the replay machine in the production room as the athletic director because our staff needed that. And you know what, it actually gave them a boost because they saw that even I'll roll up the sleeves or I'll pick up the phone. 
What's your, oh, I got to ask, what's your like go-to song? Well, I struggled because my go-to songs are from like the eighties and nineties, right? You know, so I'm looking for like Jack and Diane and stuff at a (laughs) basketball game and everybody, the worst, my worst story about this is that the very, so the first time I'm at the game and, um, and we're supposed to play a national anthem and I hit the fight song. They're all standing out got out there and they're like, you know, remove your caps and do this. And then I hit, hit play. And I realized I hit the fight song. I was so embarrassed. Coach, Coach Murphy looked over at me like, what are you doing? Um, so, but, but I say that because, it, you know, at certain institutions, I mean, you've got to be that leader that um, everybody's looking up to and you've got to do a little bit more. You're going to have to, you know, get out and and see people and help me fundraise for your program. Um, And it's not just about X's and O's and focusing on this. There's going to be a lot of hats that you have to to wear. So a work ethic um, is really important to make the most of an opportunity. You know, we talk about leadership, obviously great leadership. Um, Got to be disciplined, be able to lead your program, manage your staff, um, and, and, you know, be able to have a good strategy and, and those things. So notice I haven't even gotten X's and O's yet. You know, a lot of this is about the person. Um, and I'm re- looking off the side cause I got a couple of notes here. Um, <clears throat> great communication that this is, uh, something I personally struggle with at times, uh, as much as I'm, a as I'm, a um, you know, interact with, with, uh, individuals on our staff, and I'm certainly somebody that comes around and sees how you're how you're doing with your family and and things. You know, every once in a while, you get you get so hectic and things get so busy, you got to be able to communicate, and you got to be able to communicate up and down. Um, you know, you got to be able to sell your program, right, and um, have both internal and external relationships, and got to help with fundraising on the communication side. Great technical skill. So this is my sixth one. Great technical skill. So individual skill development for our student athletes, recruiting, practice planning. You know, how do you how well do you coach in in the contest? You know, making adjustments and, um, you know, and then, you know, we're looking at, you know, current head coach versus, you know, um, a sitting assistant. And what is that assistant doing in the in the huddle at timeouts? And how much influence do they have in the in the game itself, um, and, and tactical. Um, I have a note that, you know, you must know your exact job duties, um, if you're considering an assistant. So if you're an assistant coach right now, looking to become a head coach, you've got to know your duties, exact duties of what you're going to be looking, um, into. And so hopefully whoever you've been a uh, head coach with, uh, that head coach has given you some, you know, really helped with the guidance um, piece of that. My last couple is just well-rounded um, experience and success. You know, where where have you worked? Have you worked at a at a mid-major like uh, a Mac school like here? Um, have you only worked at Power Five? Um, you know, have you only worked lower? Uh, what you know, what kind of success have you had uh, at those uh, locations and um, and in kind of seeing what the former programs that you've been at, we kind of look at that as well. Are you a good fit? This is a really big one um, for me. You know, the type of institution we are, 
uh, what we're looking for, the type of students that we have, the type of student athletes we're going to get. Um, do you know our community? Do you know regionally? You know, do you know the state of Michigan? Do you know Detroit? Do you know Ohio, Indiana? What do you know about the Mac? Um, you know, are you going to be a good fit? Um, where have you recruited? You know, and and what and you look at our roster versus you know what you've done. Um, so that's that's one. And then <clears throat> the last two I have, and this has been I've been really fortunate in my hires so far here, is we have team players. And it's not about you, it's about us. And I've learned really quickly, it's not about me, it's about everybody else. And so I try to lead, um, lead from the bottom up and I need team players. So I, I need, um, I can tell who I've hired and then who I haven't hired and the on, who's on board and who's not as much when that happens. And it's just a dynamic you have anywhere, right? As you, as you go through it, whether you've been here 20 years or, or 10 years, um, but you have to, you know, understand the role in the university, um, you know, our, our struggles with budgets or things that we have going on um, to truly be in a team player. And then the last thing I'd say is that you want the job. I want to hire somebody that wants the job. And there, and it's tough because you've got to believe in the university. You've got to believe in me that I'm hiring. Um, you've got to, you know, believe in, the Mid-American Conference that you can come here and take it to the next level and then um, be able to, um, you know, really want it and not just, I'm an assistant, I'm ready to be a head coach and I'm just going to take the best job. No, you got to want that job and you've got to, you know, my thing with, with my um, family and stuff, when we made the decision to come to Eastern Michigan, my sole goal in, in being here is to actually put footprints. And when we leave, when we leave here, um, people are going to talk about me and my family and what we did here, that we made an impact in our community, the things that um, I've done um, and my team that we've put together has done has made a big impact on our university and we we've, we've left it better than we we had started i wanted this job i knew it was a tough job but i also knew i wanted the job i certainly wanted to be an ad and sometimes i will question why i wanted to do that and sometimes i will question why here but i feel like i have a calling to be here and that i am in the right place um, i'm the right fit for this for this institution on what they were looking for and we're going to continue to do that. And I want to hire a head coach that, you know, you would want to hire a head coach that way um, that really wants the job. So those are the 10 things that I kind of look at. Again, the next piece is how well do you recruit? Where do you recruit? How are you X's and O's? Um, you know, have your game plan when you're sitting down and you know, we're going to sit down and talk about things. You're going to want to say, you know, this is kind of offense I run, this kind of defensive I run. This is the kind of talent I try to go after. I mean, these, this is my coaches that I want to put together. This is what I'm thinking. You know, what's the dynamics of your coaching staff, you know, and then you have, you know, other expectations. So whew, that was a lot. Great. <laughs> hey, that was great stuff. Really great. <laughs> um, I feel like I could go on all day, but I want to—I do want to give our uh, guests a chance here to to ask some questions as well. 
Um, before we do that, just just quickly want to thank uh, Connor Sports, our, our sponsor and partner for, for over 10 years now. Um, they're the market leader in portable and permanent hardwood sports flooring systems. So anything from they do basketball courts for FIBA, for the NBA, for the March Madness, all the way down to like your local church league. So any any time you guys need a court, uh, no matter what the level is, uh, reach out to our friends at Connor Sports. You can hit them up at connorsports.com. All right, um, we're going to open it up for questions here. Uh, if you guys do have questions for Scott, um, you can either raise your hand, uh, hit the raise your hand button, or you can drop me a line in the chat. Uh, and we'll swing it over to you. And, and when you do have a question, uh, we just encourage you to introduce yourself first uh, before asking. So who is first? Matt. Go ahead, Matt. How are you doing? Uh, my name is Matt Strike. I'm an assistant coach at Pomona Pitzer Men's Basketball out in Los Angeles. Let me see if I can unraise my hand. That's a little annoying <laughs> there. There we go. Thanks for being on. I like I find this stuff fascinating to be honest. And Adam, like I'm um it's awesome that you guys do this because you know, when I got into the industry, I've been coaching in college for eight years now. When I got into the industry, you don't know anything about this. You know, you just assume you're just gonna come in and just keep climbing and climbing, but you don't understand the nuances of the hiring process. So I think this is really important and it's cool to hear from as many perspectives as possible. So you did talk this I'm gonna ask selfishly as an assistant coach, but you did talk a little bit about like duties and responsibilities and things that you look for when you're looking at people in that bucket. Um, but you mentioned the words prepared and ready as an assistant coach. Uh, can you perhaps dive into that a little bit more and like what that looks like to you um, in addition to some of the duties and responsibilities in game that you talked about? Yeah, that that's, uh, that's good because, um, I will tell you that you always feel like you're prepared um, and then you question yourself whether you're ready or not. And so I know when I got the, um, when I was at Mississippi State and I saw people going for jobs, AD jobs, and I wondered if I could, am I good enough to do that? Am I prepared for that? And then, um, and so, the only thing I can really say on on being prepared is um, absorbing your program and understanding um, I knew how I wanted to lead a department from how I saw Scott Strickland lead a department. And so it's okay to steal what our mission statements going to be or what we're going to provide you know i i kind of had these hey we're going to provide a great student athlete experience we're going to we're going to promote the university at the highest level and those are things that i stole from him right and it's like look at this is the type of leadership i want to have and so you prepare yourself um by having like a mindset or a game plan based off of kind of where you're at. And if you might not necessarily agree with everything where you're at, which can be a trouble too, but you take those bits of, you know what, I'm not gonna be like that, or I'm not gonna do that. And I'm telling you, your guys' situation as assistant coaches, the, those that are on, are the same as me being a deputy as an AD, um, trying to go to that next level. It, it we're, we're, it's like they're mirror images of each other to me and, and being prepared. 
Um, but until you actually get in the chair, you don't really, won't ever really truly know. So I guess it's probably unfair of me to say, are you prepared? It's, I'm trusting what other people are going to say about you. And that when you come in, you're like, man, this guy's got a plan. His plan is this. It reflects what this looks like and look at how successful this has been. So here's my template that I'm using to build this up. What you have to remember is um, where you're at in Los Angeles may not even fit in the realm of Ypsilanti, Michigan, right? Or wherever else you're, you're applying. And so you've got to try to figure out what is um, Northern Illinois jobs open, right? So what, what is Sean looking for? What are his key things that you need to be prepared um, that from listening to him, what means the most? Right now, student athlete experience is extremely important. Um, I wanna win, but I want my kids to be excited too. Um, so I'm long-winded on not really telling you anything, right? Um, so I think, again, I, I, I think you have, you take all the good nuggets that you see from how you lay out practices, uh, how you're going to recruit. Um, but you can also be honest when you're sitting down with an AD to say, look, I've learned that this is, we kind of do things wrong in this regard. We continue to do it or you know, but I know when I get, this is something I wouldn't do, or I've got, here's my weaknesses. So guess what? These are my two assistants I'm going after because I know I'm weak in that area. I know where I'm weak. I, I totally know. I'm a softie at times and I can't write for shit. I'm just, sorry about my language. I'm not very, so I have good staff Then I'm like, okay, here's the email I want to send out to everybody. You guys redline it, fix it for me, and then I'll send it out. That's just, you know, I know that. Um, so hopefully that helps. I don't, I don't know if I answered Matt. Sorry. You got a thumbs up. So, All right. Anybody else? Go ahead, Sev. Hey, everyone. Uh, it's Abakit and John. Uh, I recently moved to the to United States, uh, New Jersey specifically. I'm Lebanese-Armenian. Uh, and Scott, I can really relate what you're talking about because uh, in the past two years, I was working as sports coordinator in one of the universities in Lebanon. But I mean, it's on a much smaller scale. But um, I have two questions for you. Uh, have you ever made a disappointing hiring decision? Like after finishing the hiring process, like after some time, two, three months, you say, shit, I, I got the wrong person or whatever. And my second question is, uh, how hard is to fire someone or have you ever fired someone uh, before? Yeah. So um, yes and yes. Um, so I, I would say um, I've not made a bad hire on personality. Like somebody you can get along with and a good, a good fit from, um, you know, the student athlete, side of things for the most part. I, we've done a pretty good job of gauging the character, um, but not everyone's gonna be successful. Some, some things are gonna slip and, and sometimes um, you have, you know, somebody comes and wows you with a PowerPoint and here's all, all this is gonna happen. And then 
they get here and realize, you know, Starkville is not an easy place to recruit to sometimes it's the SEC, but it's also depending on the sport, it, it gets to be a challenge or you come to an Eastern Michigan where, you know, sometimes we fight um, perceptions, uh, whether it's student body or location or you're seven miles from U of M, whatever it may be. Um, so that that happens. Um, I am somebody that tries to give um, some leeway once I've hired. I mean, you can't just um, totally turn things around in two years. You need some time to get you know things in place. Um, you know, I also realize I've been handcuffed on my hire. So I've, I've talked about how I've hired eight people. I've not paid one, not one person more than the person that was here before. So everyone I've had to do a discount. So then that means I can't go hire another head coach because they're really not coming over. I've got to go find a really good assistant. So just about every one of my hires has been an assistant looking to take that opportunity. That's where it's worked out really well for me as far as they're really appreciative, right? I gave them their first opportunity. So we've had the great rapport. Um, on, the, on the firing front, um, I've had to do that and it's not fun. Um, I, and I will give you um, something even worse than that. I had to cut sports. And so that cut me to the core. I, I, I still get emotional and I still get frustrated um, and disappointed that I had to go through that. Um, I, as a, as a baseball player back in the early nineties, went to Ferris state university to play baseball. It was a top 10 division two program. And within the first three months, they cut my program. And so I left, I transferred out of there and I was the one picketing. I was the one blaming administration. You don't care about us. And I fast forward 25 years and had to do the same thing to four sports. And so I didn't realize how much it would affect me when that happened. Um, and so, but I have learned and somebody gave me some advice that your coaches can't be your best friend, but we're either hiring you or firing you, right? So we're, we're bringing you in and you're either going to kick ass and probably move on or I'm moving on or I'm going to turn around and have to let you go. And so you've got to really balance that because I like to be close. I mean, I, I love to have open relationships with all of my coaches and, you know, check on them and how is your family and your, and then it's their assistants. It's not just one person. It's a family. It's an assistant. It's all of that. Um, Adam uh, probably knows this and actually just had to have the same last name, but our soccer coach at Mississippi state, um, Aaron, I had to let him go when I was the interim and Aaron is somebody I would go play golf with and have a beer with. And as, as being the number two, you know, I got to be good friends with him and his family and his wife was an assistant coach. And, and then, you know, three or four weeks later, I'm letting him go is now being the AD and um, talk about your heart racing. And then, you know, he's, he's is frustrated and can't believe you're doing that. And so I've learned, I've got to balance that a little bit. Uh, it's not fun. It's not fun when you guys have to do that. I mean, you're going to have those as you're going to be a head coach. There's going to be times where you brought on assistants and, 
and the fit wasn't what you thought it was. And, um, but I also mentioned early on on this that I don't think people should be surprised. Um, very rarely, that's just not who, who I am. So I, I'm hoping that we have enough dialogue. If you have a four year contract and we're two and a half years in, we've talked about how we're getting better. Should we extend, should we not? And not have those um, surprises. Okay, we have time for uh, two more questions. Uh, we're going to go to Caleb, and then we'll go to Andy. What's up, Mr. Scott? My name is Caleb. Uh, I'm an assistant coach at the West Town School, right outside of Philadelphia. Um, I hope this isn't too long-winded questions, but a personal question, and then a, and a question about um, the hiring process. What advice would you give to a high school coach looking to make the jump to a college staff? And then during the hiring process, what would you look for to hire an assistant coach over a current head coach? Um, so the high school coach piece, I would, um, I, to me, it's a real reach for us to, is depending on what level you're at for an athletic director to, um, go get a high school coach. It's happened and it depends on how successful that coach has been, how long they've been in their connections in the recruiting world, um, those things. I would recommend to a high school coach, if you really wanna get in the college ranks, you have gotta figure out a way to get onto a college staff. Um, but also you've gotta figure out um, to get on, don't just get on any staff, right? You wanna be able to figure out a way that you have connections and whether that head coach has connections. And, and then I am a firm believer, if you do a really good job, you do your job, people will notice. We don't always have to look for the next best thing. Things aren't always about money. I've never asked for a raise. 23 years in my business, I, it's like that I'm gonna work my ass off and then people are gonna are going to follow. They're going to see it. They're going to realize that guy does a really good job. He cares and you're going to move up. And that's tough because sometimes you get stuck in a rut, but I, I truly believe that it eventually rises to the top. So from a high school coaching perspective, I, I would recommend um, trying to get in as an assistant at, at a school um, and use your connections. And then you can use the high school head coaching spot. If you were a high school head coach and successful, you can use that on the resume for when you're an assistant trying to go and take that next step to say, look, I've actually run a program. I've been very successful. Here was my plan in high school. I just had to prove myself that I could do it in college and this is who I was under and stuff. I would look at that more so than maybe, depending on how long that run was from an assistant that maybe has been an assistant for a really long time. It could, could be a benefit. Um, you know, I don't really have, again, this is, I'm trying to relate to basketball and I don't have that, um, that knowledge yet. So there's, um, I know when we hired coach Creighton in football here, this was prior to me, uh, arriving, you know, you're looking at, do you go get that assistant coach that you think can take you to the next level? Um, you're still not sure, or do you take this, the one that's actually coach Creighton was 16 years as a head coach, but it was at like Wabash and Drake. So it's like, okay, he was successful at division three. He was successful, successful at division two, whatever. 
can he do that here? Um, well, he's got a pretty good blueprint that he's been, you know, only losing two games a year or one game a year and only had one losing season in 16 years. So he's got something. Um, and so you've got to weigh that, you know, and then full transparency with ADs, they want to win a, win a, win a, um, a press conference, right? So you're not going to go hire the, the, um, the head coach that had a losing record for three years somewhere else, or, um, you know, maybe they were in your league um, before and they weren't successful. And then you think they're going to come back in the league and be successful. It's kind of hard to, to, to sell that to your donors and to the rest of the group where you can turn around and say, this, this assistant's been here and here, and this is their connection. This is how successful they've been. He's, he or she's been a part of it. Uh, and so, and that's real. I don't worry about that as much um, personally, but I know a lot of people that do uh, as well. So hopefully that answered. Thank you so much. Yep. Okay, the last question here is from Andy Fitzgerald, who uh, is in the office, so he can't actually ask it. So I'm going to ask it for him. He's the head coach at College of Lake County in Illinois. Uh, Scott, what do you believe the lasting impressions from COVID will be? Um, what do you think the landscape will look like for 21, 22 and beyond? Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I, um, I was the optimist through all of this um, and being in the great state of Michigan, um, there wasn't a lot of optimism up here and there still isn't with the way we're running things compared to other people. Um, but, uh, you know, I thought come April last year, right, we're six weeks in, I'm like, oh, we'll be fine by the fall, you know, things are gonna be okay. And then all of a sudden you get into June and you're still talking about it. And then it's like, you know, it's like, come on, rah, rah, we've got this, we'll get through it. And then man, it's like, now we're canceling seasons and all that. And so I've been really a lot more cautious. I was very transparent with my staff throughout of where I thought we would be and, and the things that we're hearing from doctors and stuff. And, and um, I'm certainly optimistic now because now our convocation center, we're doing a thousand vaccinations a day. People are coming through, um, you know, so things are getting, getting better. I just think um, budgets are gonna be um, certainly different. And I think we're gonna be, um, you know, we're not gonna just let people go out and recruit um, and just spend, spend, spend. And I think we're gonna get very strategic in our Zooms with recruits and who we target. I think the bigger challenge in all this, especially in basketball is the transfer and the transfer portal and the microwave society that we're in of, I'm, it's about me right now and I'm not happy here, I'm moving. Um, a lot of you on here are old enough that you would have never have done that. Um, but now that's the age that we're in. Uh, what have you done for me? And so, and then the whole NIL uh, is, is another piece that plays a part. That doesn't matter as much as in Eastern Michigan. I don't think we have the names and the money, um, you know, that some of the power fives, but that's gonna be different. But I think COVID's changed us because I think we're gonna uh, be able to communicate better with our, um, you know, 
our, our student athlete, like my kids are used to FaceTime already. I mean, your, your players communicate FaceTime. They do Zoom every day. They just don't realize that, I mean, it's the same technology, right? And it's been us older that are like, hey, I've never heard of that. Or I didn't really do, you know, I FaceTime more with my mom now that this happened as opposed to just calling. We don't call people anymore just to talk. Adam, it's like you asked me if I wanted to come on this or just do it over the phone. I'm more used to this now and seeing faces. And so I think that's the the change that's happened that, um, so we're gonna get creative. So if you've got a $25,000 recruiting budget, just making a number up, um, you know, that may be changed to 22 and you're doing more things, you know, on, on a Zoom and getting really creative and forward thinking on how you could sell somebody. Cause we've been doing it for a year now, right? I think our football program and our basketball team, they've been able to figure out a really good method to their Zoom madness to get recruits to understand what we're doing because you can't bring them to campus. Um, and then we'll be a little bit more selective that way. Awesome. Scott, thank you so much for your time today. That was great. And thanks to everybody for jumping on the Zoom. Uh, we will release it uh, on the member site if anybody wants to go back and watch. And uh, we'll release it via podcast uh, next week. Great. Yeah. Thank, thanks, Adam. Thanks for having me on. It was good to see you again. You too. Yeah. Great.